All right, cool. Cool, so welcome to our community talk on shares versus tokens. I think that's what it is, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm gonna not share my screen because last time this led to some weird issues. So I'm gonna try this time just do like this and then maybe do another dry round dry run and, and try and see if I can if I can get it done. So shares versus tokens, the idea really for this article uh, came, um, yeah, a long time ago, because yeah, I, I always had this like question, what, what makes tokens valuable? Actually, what is it? And, and what's the difference to what makes shares valuable, right? And this ties into this whole like, are governance tokens valuable? Or do they accrue value? And um, all that kind of stuff, right? It even ties into what makes, um, I guess, like Amazon shares valuable, right? If they don't pay dividend, and so I, I really wanted to um, dive into that and and kind of create or write down my thoughts. And I guess this is only a first um, a first piece. There's definitely more that we can write about it. But essentially, the, the way I, I broke this down is that we or that I um, looked at like a couple of different trends, right? If you compare shares versus tokens, and it's not only shares versus tokens, but it's also um, traditional businesses and crypto businesses. And, you know, like with, with the tokenomics design framework, that's like one of the first questions is like, what, what does your business do? We have this evaluation framework. It also talks about the same thing. It's like, what does your actual business do? Because many people who design their token, they forget that. They don't pay attention to the actual business side, you know, and, and yeah, they have, they have like a, a pie chart of their token distribution, but that's, that's about it. And so I thought like in comparing these two, <clears throat> we, uh, I'd go through six different topics, right? And uh, so there's six different topics that I, that I evaluated this all with, and I've got the article open if you, if you want to um, open it up as well. I'm just going to, jump around in it and I'm not going to make this too long of an intro, but at the very end of the article, that's my summary. So I'm just going to start with that because I think that's, that's kind of what I see as um, the key points, right? We've got supply and like my point is that supply in traditional businesses it can increase over time. And I've, I posted this example of Amazon, right? They've increased their shares outstanding over the years. Um, and in, in crypto, that, of course, happens as well. We all know that. The reason why, like at least I personally, if I buy an individual stock, I don't actually look at if their shares outstanding is increasing over time. I don't care. Um, because probably because there's not a lot of outliers, right? Whereas in crypto, you have definitely got the Klima DAOs and the Olympus DAOs with hyperinflationary tokens. People just like to try out stuff. And that's why I think this... Um, yeah, this is something that if you compare shares versus tokens, or if you look into tokens specifically, supply is something you should have on your radar and 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 look into and find out. And like inflationary supply doesn't need to be bad, but it, it kind of just needs to match how the business grows, right? Um, and yeah, guys, feel free to jump in at any time with comments or questions. Then the next thing would be utility. That's the point where... I guess most people are familiar with in crypto, right? It's like, whatever, you can have a lockup, you can have some staking, you can use it for payments, all these different things that crypto tokens can do that shares often can't. Um, and we know how to look into that. And that's really what the focus of crypto is. So I don't think this is really a, a super important one in comparing shares versus tokens, right? Because the crypto world is well aware, aware of utility and mechanisms. Um, so then the, the third bit is, I think I mentioned that already earlier, is fundamentals of crypto and traditional businesses. And that's something we kind of like, we don't really spend too much time on, or at least that's what I have seen, or that's what I feel, right? Many people come to us and they want tokens designed or want help creating their token. And it's like, it's like completely unclear what their actual business model is, how they're going to make money and what, yeah, how they're kind of, set this all up and but but they're already thinking about tokens and so my advice always is like um try and figure that out first and if you have that then it's going to be a lot easier to do your token 
Um, so that's fundamentals. And then from that, I guess it's, it's, it's good to compare to stocks and for, for stocks or the way most people evaluate stocks, I just copied in or just took like a couple of metrics, I guess. Um, and you, you're probably really familiar with those. Most of you guys are, you know, there's just a lot of things around earnings and if like earnings per share price earnings. And if you are a, a startup or a smaller market cap company that might not have um, profits or earnings, then you can look at revenue like a price to sales ratio, which pretty much divides the market cap by revenue. And that gives you then a ratio, right? And I think that's something we can then use to look at um, how to evaluate tokens, right? So if you, if you have a token, um, that's, that's probably a good place to start. Like, let's say you want to investigate one that you want to invest in. I think that's a, a good place to start. So if you then go ahead and take that and try and find out, you can go to a place like Token Terminal. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, but it's, a, it's a great site. You can, I'll, just, I'll post the link as well uh, in case you're not familiar. Um, just going to look at, open up the dashboard. So in the chat, I'm just going to post that oh, faster than you, Mason, um, in case you wanted to post that. So then on the, on the left side of Token Terminal, you can kind of, you know, you can go through metrics and markets and stuff like that. And if you click on metrics, they actually have it right up there, the price to sales ratio. And so you can open up your um, price, to, price to sales or price to fees or whatever they call it, and it will show you um, four different protocols what that would be, right? And then you can, if you're lucky, you can compare one to um, the traditional businesses that I showed. So in the article, like I go into like um, smaller or mid-sized tech businesses. They range from like four to six price to sales ratio. And if we look at looks rare, they've got like six point two. So it kind of like doesn't look too bad, right? If we they don't have we don't, we don't know much about revenue they're often not really open or they it's it's hard to find out right because it's less regulated the field so i guess they don't have to publish these numbers but it's just purely looking from the price to sales ratio looks rare doesn't look that bad and then i guess like in in the article i then go on and um there's something that Kerman Coley I think is his name. He pointed out in one of his articles and he just overlaid that with token incentives. And you can do the same in token terminal, right? If you open up uh, looks rare and you go to their, um, if you go to their specific revenue over time on a chart and you overlay that with the token incentives, you'll see that that's like uh, almost like a hundred percent correlated, right? So the time they're like, and tokens and token incentives is the incentives that they pay to users to do certain stuff on their platform, right? So the point or the, t the point in time where the token incentives go down, that's also when uh, the revenue goes down. So, uh, yeah, that's probably something to take note of, right? And, and bringing that back to the shares versus tokens topic is um, shares are a lot easier to evaluate, right? Because shares, like won't be handed out as incentive to people um, or at least not in the way that crypto does it, right? Sometimes employees get paid um, with shares, but in a lot of cases, not in that range in, in where it happens in crypto. So it's something, if you evaluate a token and you look at price to sales, then you should definitely look at, um, yeah, look at uh, what the token actually does and how many tokens they're spending to incentivize people to do stuff on their platform. And this like perfectly ties in with a lot of stuff that we've been always talking about, this, like, this cold start problem that if you are trying to cold start your platform, a token can be really good, but you have to make sure that you stop a cold start, right? Like at some point you have to wean off the ecosystem off the token so that it really becomes sustainable. Um, so I guess that, yeah, that's the like the, the second to last point, and the last point would be governance. And um, I, I just wanted to mention governance because I think governance is really this, um, yeah, it's, it's an important bit that like pure governance tokens, I feel are sometimes like people don't really give them a lot of love. 
But if that's the only mechanism is governance, then it kind of is like shares. I'm not sure what you, th- what you guys think about that, but I, I think like it then can be a good proxy for the actual business. So if the business has cash flow and it's growing and all that, then the governance token could be a good proxy for that, just like shares would be uh, for something like Amazon. Yeah, and that's kind of what the whole article is about, right? I, I want to leave everyone with these, with these kind of thoughts on um, how an evaluation can, can go, right? If you, if you look into a, a particular project. So are there any questions on that? Any comments? Um, how you have evaluated a token? I'd be really keen to kind of open it up and see if you have evaluated a token, how you do that, what metrics you look at. Um, yeah, if anybody's... No, I, I just wanted to say uh, thanks, thanks for for uh, for the breakdown of the article and you know those useful references to the token terminal. It's uh, I haven't seen that one before, so it's it's a great tool. Um, I, I mean, just a comment from my side. You know, kind of comparing shares to tokens. I would say that the uh, VE model, right, of tokens like Curve or Balancer. I mean, that's getting very close to the shares itself. Apart from obviously the liquidity. I mean, once you have locked your uh, once you're locked into the V token, I mean, you can't just sell it like you could with stocks, right? That's, that's the major difference. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, you have the voting power, you uh, you receive the um, the revenue stream from the business or the earnings from the business, like in the regular stocks. But obviously, the, on, the only downside of the V model is that you can't, well, sell your your uh, i mean your portfolio right of the of, of the given token because it's locked and it's and it's yeah. and it's and it's bound to your to your to your wallet so but yeah but uh, for me i mean the two for what i'm you know comparing and and trying to um kind of wrap my head around i mean uh, mostly just uh, just you know like quick and i mean I'm, I'm you know i'm i'm part of the team building a project and we are actually you know looking into the tokenomics quite extensively at the moment and when I try to do some financial forecasting for for the project we are building, and and then refer to uh, either you know the like traditional businesses or or other existing um, DeFi project, uh, and since we are also considering VE model for our token, uh, then it's actually quite useful and quite easy for for us to draw comparisons using just price to earnings, right? Or price to, yeah, I think price to earnings. Obviously, for a new product, you have to do some assumptions and do some forecasting of of uh, what you are expecting, right? And and based mm-hmm. on, well, the market research and the competition uh, research and market screening, right? Obviously, you know, you don't have that data, but I'll say that, yeah, that you can actually grow, draw quite good conclusions uh, if you're operating with the, with the VE model and compare it to existing businesses with a, a price to earnings and the same goes for a uh, curve or balancer i mean you can you can easily uh, get price to earning uh, number right for these two projects too so so that kind of it gives you perspective where crypto is with like price to earnings and where traditional businesses are and i was actually quite amazed to see that curve i think they are about um, i think price to earnings is about 10 for 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 CRV or VE CRV, and for Balancer it's about I believe it was about three and a half to four. So I would say Curve, if you compare to you know to S and P uh, blue chip stocks and whatnot, I mean that would be considered cheap. You know price to earning uh, ratio ten if we only look at that metric, but it's not as cheap as I would have expected. You know com- comparing to let's say traditional tech business. Um, so, so yeah, I was, I was, uh, but it was, it, it, it was, I think it, it kind of, it's, it's a nice tool that, that, that allows to kind of compare, right. And then to kind of set a little bit of perspective where crypto businesses are in, in the context of, you know, traditional business. So. Where, where did you get the price to earnings from? Like for curve or, or are you talking about price to sales? No price to like earnings. So, um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially, have... yeah, I mean, the, 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 that's the data you can calculate yourself um you know what the price per token is and mm-hmm. i but the I earnings you is can... really hard right 
I believe they there is on the if you go to curve dashboard where I mean the VE curve dashboard, uh, you can get they actually tell you what is the price sorry what is the revenue per one VE CRV token. Mm -hmm. So oh, having and then you can the, subtract that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, divide one by another, right? And then you get mm -hmm. the price to earnings. Of course, it's, it's an approximation because you yeah. get your price to earnings per VECRV. Sorry, you get your revenue or you get your fees for VECRV, but you have the price of the CRV. So what you are missing in this price to earnings calculation is simply this. Uh, well, this time commitment that you also have to do, right? <laughs> to yeah, yeah. get the, and how do you price that in into the price to earnings uh, calculations? That's really difficult, I'll say. I mean, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, I mean, you are, if, if you want to like utilize your CRV 100% uh, into VE CRV, I mean, then you are committed for four years, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is then you could do some kind of, a kind of opportunity cost, um, you know, analysis on that, right? I mean, how much opportunity I am given up if I am committing to a project for four years, right? Or talking for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I so mean, you yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Kind of get rid of them by a convex, but yeah, yeah, you could, you could, you could. That's true. So, so yeah. So uh, again, that's it's it's probably far from being. Uh, you know, like very precise, this price to earning uh, assumption. And this similar for balance, right? I just got, you know, those numbers price to earnings, same way. I mean, you can get what is the the, the, the revenue per one VE ball, and then you know what the price of ball is, and you can get, you know, this this, this simple metric that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can get the, what's the price to earnings for um, balancer or VE ball? Uh, it was about four or three and a half to four. Okay, it's not too pretty bad. good. No, yeah. no, it's, it's. I mean, it's you know, like if you like, turn it the other way around, VE Bal pays you what twenty five percent dividend, yearly dividend, right? If you, if I, you I think like it even more, stocks. like seven. I think it's like seventy five of revenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, of, of revenue. But if you, I mean, no, no. What I what I meant is, if you when you buy your Bal token uh, for let's say a hundred dollars. Then you'd, if you then lock it for VE Ball, you would get $25 of revenue per year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, that's, yeah, that's what price that... earnings of four mean, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in curve, so if you had like 10 or $100 worth of curve locked into VE curve, then you would get $10 per year in dividend. I mean, for lack of better word, dividend probably is appropriate to use here. <laughs> um, it essentially is one, right? It is. It is. Don't call it that way. <laughs> exactly. Don't call it that way, but it, but Regular it is what it but yeah. is. But it's what it is, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it works in a, in a similar way. I mean, there is literally no difference, I would say, between a dividend or a fee distribution. No, no. no yeah. I, I, I totally agree to that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so for me, you know, from like a, like a builder perspective and a person who is a kind of, you know, talking to a lot of possible like investors, VCs and whatnot, you know, partners that are interested in the project. Uh, when I want to kind of put our project in a perspective, like the potential of the project or its token and whatnot, uh, then, then I would use that P to E metric and use yeah, that curve balancer obviously regular businesses, but then I'll try to position like a, a new project uh, that is coming to the market into that perspective to kind of give, you know, to kind of just to draw a certain picture, obviously a positive one for the project I'm representing, but, but, uh, but yeah, but that's, that's sort of um, a simple way to kind of display, you know, a potential of a project to someone that is maybe not so much into the tokenomics and, you know, the, all the financial uh, details. So yeah, so you're kind of engineering or building your token, designing your token to achieve a certain PE ratio. Um, not really, but to, uh, no. So 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 the objective is not to achieve a certain P P to E ratio, but I'm rather turning it turning it the other way around. So with a certain with the kind of 
certain expected TVL in a project, we could assume a certain um, revenue being generated by by the by the project. Uh, you know, subtracting all the expenses, then we are left with um, a certain uh, a certain uh, uh, you know earnings that will be distributed with the token holders or VE token holders. Um, and then knowing how much, let's say, one, uh, how much would be distributed per one token. Obviously, there is another assumption. I mean, we have to assume uh, how many people and for how long. Is that I think just we me? lost Firefly. Okay, then we didn't lose me. No, you're still here. That's good. Um, Firefly, it sounded like your internet went down or something like that. Or something, and we can't hear you anymore. What, what about now? Can you hear me? Much better, yep. yep. Yeah, sorry, it was just uh, my mobile rang, and since it's one headset, the, uh, mm. connected to the mobile <laughs> and the computer, then it switched to to to, to the to the mobile device. Anyway, so what I wanted to say, so basically, what we what um, what we're trying to do is, so knowing um, how much revenue we could expect per one VE token, um, then we can kind of do some projections of um, how the market could price the token in future. So let's assume yeah. uh, the token generates ten dollar per Per token per v token of revenue and then you can compare right well balancer has p to e of, of four so if you just multiply your earnings of the revenue by four then you could have the token price of 40. obviously it's a new project so you'd probably be looking at a lower p to e than balancer so maybe two maybe one right but you can then start kind of picturing a certain a, a different scenarios right i mean if you compare yourself to balancer and p to e balancer or P2E of curve and whatnot, and 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 so 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 that kind of um, not directly because otherwise yeah otherwise if you just try to because you know many projects when they are building they're trying to say yeah the token has 10x 100x potential or what whatnot I mean but what is it based really on right I mean everybody can guess yeah, yeah. I mean we we can all guess yeah sure this token is going to the moon but yeah based on what right and I'm trying to actually do it slightly like. From the fundamental perspective, like all right, so knowing those scenarios, uh, this TVL and the TVL, well, we we know we know we could expect this TVL, you know, comparing ourselves to the competition and positioning our, ourselves a certain certain market um, segment. Uh, then the fee structure, we know because this is what we are engineering ourselves. So that's that's pretty much a known fact. The only unknown there is, you know, the popularity of our VE token. But you could say. The less popular the VE uh, token is, the more revenue is going to be given to those that engage with the VE token, right? Because there's less competition. Yeah, or less, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but eventually the market is going to realize this, and then the, the you know if the let's say for again uh, lack of a better word the dividend is high compared to the price per token, um, then obviously the market is going to notice that, right? And it's going to draw more attention to the token and the VE uh, version of it. Yeah, exactly. If it pays a good yield, um, they'll bring in investors, right? Uh, indeed, indeed. So yeah, so that's sort of how I look at it. And this is how I try to present our kind of financial projections and the whole token design uh, when I'm kind of you know presenting the project outside. So uh, like, what, what do you think about like in in the traditional world, startups mm -hmm. usually don't pay dividends, right? Or early companies no. they don't pay give dividends, right? They 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 focus on growth, they reinvest that. Now, yes. in the crypto sphere, I think like a lot of people are striving towards paying a dividend because um, they think that brings them utility, right? Or that that brings the token. Indeed. Uh, some reason to hold it, right? So it's yeah, kind of weird. There is, yeah, yeah, there is a traditional exactly, world creating a demand. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a it's a demand driver, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, but, but the major, yeah. but the major difference. I mean, when you launch a startup in a traditional business, I mean, you launch your business with let's say ten million stocks, and you don't inflate it every second or every day, every day, right? You don't emit more, um, right? So that. You, you could do the same with crypto. I mean, you can you can uh, you like pump all the tokens on the market at TGE. <laughs> That's what essentially you, an IPO does, right? 
Yes, you could. You could. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, then, then it really depends on how you well engineer a token, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then, uh, but yeah, but but many projects. I mean, uh, I mean, they do. They introduce all those different utilities simply to drive the demand that offsets the emission, right? Kind of the compensate for the emission, you could say, right? So yeah, there is yeah. there is the emission, there is inflation of the token, even if you have a fixed supply of the token ultimately, but still there will be an inflation, right? So that what it means, well, if you inflate your uh, your, your your sort of uh, the circulating supply from year to year, let's say by 50% even or, or, or 100%, I mean, essentially that means that your business needs to grow by that much yeah uh, absolutely um, yeah so um so yeah there is uh, i mean that's that's a, i mean it's really interesting i mean as, as i said you can you can really launch a token in a different way you can just uh, <laughs> just give it uh, i mean just launch it to the markets all in one go but but obviously then 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 the project loses a nice a nice tool or leverage it has to kind of offer its own token as part of the whatever rewards right so to make it Make the project more attractive, but if you do so, well, then you have to make sure that your business grows <laughs> together with the with the with the emissions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't use as like I think like mainly people use the token for as a, as a marketing tool nowadays in in projects. Mm. Mm. And yeah, so you kind of have to balance that right, so that your marketing tool like doesn't outgrow your your business. Yeah, definitely, exactly, because uh, because then you then you just make it you know non sustainable, right? I mean, it's it's just yeah, eventually yeah. it's going it's going to get. I mean, it, it's coming back to you or to the project or to the holders of the token, right? Because that's ultimately what it is, I think. Um, but but yeah, but if if the token is really like an essential or core part of of your like of the entire uh, of the entire um, Kind of architecture that, that 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 your project is 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 offering or what is built on. I mean, then if your token is you know unsuccessful or drops in price, then the project you know is going to well die as well. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah, definitely. Maybe you could uh, just have governance, yeah. and then cash flow yeah. is the proxy, right? So you look at everybody looks just at cash flow, and then they buy into it just same as they would with a normal stock, and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that could be the number go up mechanism, um, but I think yeah, the whole VE thing comes in because of regulation purely, right? Otherwise, I don't think a lot of people would use it because you could just let token holders vote, right? I mean, the lockup. Oh, I, I, mm -hmm. I see that it's it's like an additional incentive or additional alignment at least of incentives. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it also has complexity. It does. Uh, I mean, but you have offensive, like, I think Sushi's governance, isn't it? That, I mean, essentially, I believe you can, you can uh, participate in governance with your staked Sushi, right? Or if you have your Sushi locked in a liquidity pool, then you get double as many governance, uh, governance votes. I believe uh, they have something like that. Yeah. I, I imagine. There's many out there, like Uniswap doesn't mm -hmm. have a VE token model. Yeah. It's just like, no, no, token, no. Right? It, uh, but, then, but then they distribute, I believe, the revenue to the holders of those tokens, right? SushiSwap? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uniswap yeah. doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so even without a V model, I mean, you can still distribute. Uh, then, but then it's then it's like literally like regular stocks, isn't it? I mean, yeah. There is no... And then you get into security trouble, right? Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, at least no. what I heard is uh, dangerous territory. It is. I mean, yeah. In general, I mean, building a project uh, in this DeFi uh, kind of space is, is, I mean, from start to the end, is a dangerous kind of territory in terms of like compliance and regulation legislations i mean there is there is no clarity there is no like i'm now changing the topic slightly <laughs> but you yeah, know no. there, there is no like 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 clarity and 100% set guidelines and especially i mean it's, it's it's blockchain it can be accessed from any corner of the world so uh, yeah i mean how do you really comply with the regulations of 200 and something countries in the world you know i mean yeah i guess as long as you cover the US, that's a good start because that's sort of what everything builds upon. Yeah. I think like the yeah. EU does mm -hmm. it similarly, and then you've got the two biggest markets almost, right? 
covered. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you if you yeah. have covered these two, you're most likely well covered. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah, yeah but uh, so that was yeah just just some some, some yeah, small insight. I don't know whether it was on topic. I hope it was. And uh, oh look, I, I think well, whatever it is right, this uh, community talk of it's just the shares versus tokens is is just the intro, and then we can take it wherever we mm -hmm. want to. I, I found that like really interesting that you uh, managed to calculate the PE in that way that you did, right? Um, so that's quite cool. But it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, you know, what I said, I mean, I wouldn't really use it like as a, if I had to really do like, uh, like a financial reporting on curve or balancer, I probably wouldn't use the numbers I had, but for the, for the purpose of, let's say, putting the product we are building in the certain, in a, in a certain context and refer it to certain metrics, that was a very useful uh, tool to yeah, have. Yeah. Well, it's probably the closest, the closest um, that you can get to, right? Because most projects, and that's also because of regulation, they don't publish anything like that. No, no, no. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, is, that is true. But uh, yeah, again, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's terminology in the end, but everybody knows what is, what is going on behind the scenes anyway, right? So it's just... You know, just not use certain words, but what you actually what you what you're talking does is actually the same thing as you know shares actual shares do. Yeah, yeah. And like you, do you find like the lockup to be favorable over something like what Sushi's doing with like simply staking for for calculating like the P2E, mm -hmm. or, or what's the reason behind okay. the lockup? Like yeah, I, I, yeah. So. Um, I would say yes, and especially if you combine it with, I think the model that Balancer introduced, where you actually not you don't lock the token, but you lock the you know the LP token, yeah. which is mm -hmm. which is then I mean then 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 you as a project then you make sure that well you have liquidity locked for your for your token, which is fantastic obviously uh, for the from the from from the project perspective. Um, whether you could. Uh, you probably you could you could you could achieve a similar uh, objectives with you know the model sushi has i would think um but i think we especially for a new project i think it, this this the, it, it's attractive to know that certain yeah uh, circulating supply of the token is just locked and it's not going to be just sold on the market uh, you know, if the, yeah. if the Bitcoin drops one thousand tomorrow, right? For instance, um, I mean, uh, you know, it it kind of offsets some of that mm, that risk. Um, yeah, it's like I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like working batches, I guess you could say. So to speak. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because yeah, if you had you know a project, uh, I don't know how big uh, the, the you know market cap or TVL of Sushi is, but probably billions at the moment. You know, in you know they're in the position of their project is you know. In a, in, a, in a, I mean, it's, it's a corporation essentially by now, right? So it's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it, it, they have to, to some, they don't need it. They don't need the VE token, you could say, right? Because they are pretty much, you know, to some extent immune to that, or their 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 whole financial or the business model they have is is, is independent or immune from from let's say Sushi's token performance. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they know something about regulations that others don't. So. They can still pay it out could, tokens without having such a lock. It could also be. It could yeah, also right. be right. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, I, I imagine. I mean, those 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 large projects. I mean, they must be close to uh, at some lobbying groups, right, or or regulators, and and then kind of be involved in the discussions, right, about like shaping the 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 kind of the future of this of this DeFi space. Yeah, and maybe it's even like the team being anonymous, right? Maybe that's also enough yes mm. perhaps i mean I, mm. I don't know how anonymous you could you can re, really be in this yeah. i mean yeah there's always I mean, a way to find enough. out i guess exactly and then if there are certain groups that have interest in finding out who is behind sushi i'm sure they can um, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, certainly it's, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Even, even like, I, I don't know if, if you know, Sushi is is uh, their 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 team is 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 KYC or any of that. But many projects, especially the new projects building now. I mean, if you like to retain your anonymity, then at least you need to kind of go through some sort of third party KYC process, right? And so you already, so your identity is already 
sitting with some third party that perhaps, you know, if pressured, they would release that data, right, information. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they could certainly, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, but I haven't really studied, you know, how the team of Sushi is, is, is set up in detail. So I, I can't, I don't, don't really know more, any, any, any more of that. So. Yeah, we, we haven't done a piece on Sushi, I think. Um, yet. Mm, Maybe it could be an interesting one. Wants to look into that and compare it to VE token models and mm -hmm. um, how it compares to, yeah, maybe Uniswap as well. That would be an interesting one. But, but Uniswap, do they use the VE model? They don't, do they? No, no, Unis no. Uniswap just, um, no. they're just a pure governance token. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't share any revenue with the token holders? No, they don't, yeah. I think like the, the way, and I think we talked about that, or we haven't, we at least have a piece on Uniswap. Um, I think the reason why they trade, how they trade is because people are sort of expecting, right? It's not, it can't, it's, it's like speculation, right? They're sort of expecting mm -hmm. this thing that they call the fee switch, um, mm -hmm. where they switch on a fee that then accrues to the, the treasury or the token holders in some form, right? Because currently none of that happens. Right, but so it, like could the, be, yeah. but it could be subjected to a, to, a, to a community or governance vote, and then you know that part of the treasury is being paid out to the um, governance yeah. holders, yeah. let's say, going three months back or something like this, for instance, right? Yeah, that's something that could happen. But currently, if they did that, I mean, this, the, the treasury currently only holds uni, right? Because mm. all the treasury has is what they have generated at TGE. Mm-hmm. That's it, oh yeah, right? of course, because yeah, it, 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 yes. Um, uh, but I imagine, yeah. I mean, there must be, I mean, they must be generating a revenue. I mean, there, there are fees being, you know, uh, no, they don't go upon. to them. They, the, the fees, they go to the liquidity providers. Ah, oh, that's true. So there is no cut going to, into no. the treasury. Currently not. No. I mean, interesting. I mean, yeah. Hmm. So how do they pay? Yes. Just yeah. you know, uh, out of curiosity, I mean. How do they pay their team? I mean, I'm sure they must have a team uh, well, on tokens. some kind of. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. They pay, yeah, and and yeah. as long as uni tokens have value, that works. But mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, if they don't, then uh, that can go sideways too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if you guys uh, are familiar or aware of this um, project or protocol called Resonate. No, I haven't heard of it. Mm, essentially, what it does, I mean, it does many complicated things with FNFTs, so financial NFTs. Um, but the the main uh, the main way projects are using it is it's basically what you do. You trade. Um, so you lock your. Let's say. Let's imagine there is a liquidity pool that pays uh, uh, rewards in project tokens. Let's say for simplicity, let's say it's ten percent APR in a year. With, with with and that goes to you know those that engage with this LP and they have the token in their hands and they can sell it, do whatever they want. So resonate what they offer you is that you can set up a pool or yeah, I think they call it a pool where you can take this LP token and you can lock it for a certain duration of time. Again, let's say a year to keep math simple. Um, what you do then, as a, as a as a holder of that LP token, you give uh, give up this ten percent APR, but the project that is let's say um, launching that pool with Resonate is going to give you today at the day of the lockup, let's say five percent uh, APR, but paid out in something else than the team token. So that way, uh, the project can control their own emissions, right? Because I give you today 5% in stablecoin, but you give up 10% APR over a year in my project token. So that goes back into the, the treasury. But then, of course, the treasury has to pay the um, uh, the stablecoin, right? So it needs to have some stablecoins accumulated. And there are many more applications of how you can use Resonate uh, and do different different constructs where you kind of trade. You can actually do it the other way around. I mean, you want to, you, your treasury has a token like Uni. Um, so you would you would let users go go and take you know an LP uh, that um, for instance you know you you're able to to set with Uni 
uh, to the resonate, you lock that LP token, but, in, but here you'd give up your, let's say, stable coin uh, uh, revenue in exchange for uni token paid out today. So, so all the revenue would flow over this, you know, lockup period, let's say a year again, it would flow into you into uni's treasury, uh, but the uni gives gives or pays at the day of the lock the uni token in exchange. So yeah, it's actually yeah. quite a, in, I mean, interesting. So you're basically trading, you know, like future APR for a lower APR, but today essentially. Yeah, and in a different currency, right? Mm -hmm. So it allows you to diversify in yeah. a way. I think that's what a lot of these protocols um, have problems with is, yeah, they hold a lot of their own tokens and you got to be really careful with that, right? Because yes. yeah, if you mm -hmm. put them on the market, that will impact the price. Um, but you also might need once in a while yeah. some mm -hmm. other form of payment. Yeah, 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 definitely. So I saw, I mean, I, I think this, these guys from Resonate, they are launching, I believe, this or next week on multiple chains. I mean, I'm also discussing with them a possible partnership for my project. So, uh, but, but they have, I believe, secured 30 or 40 different partnerships with different protocols that they would be using their, their vehicles, you could say, to, to, to do some kind of, to build some kind of construct that would allow to trade, you know, time uh, for, uh, you know, APR time. Uh, for, a, for, for a different asset. And one of the projects that are going to be actually using this Resonate is Olympus, actually. But Olympus, mm -hmm. what yeah. they will do, they, because they, they will be buying or they will be taking back their own token, right? So you are giving, giving, giving up the OM token emissions in exchange for some, some money paid out to you today in stablecoin, right? So this way, OM can kind of decrease the inflation or even maybe do it deflationary, I don't know. But uh, that's the intention, I, I think. Yeah, they, they're actually um, pretty cool in like changing and evolving their own tokenomics. Mm. I think like it, it, it's changed a lot since last year. Oh yeah, this time, right? <laughs> and I think in a, like a smaller brother on smaller scale, I think it's it's Hector uh, on Phantom. If you are familiar with the project, uh, it's it's one of those Olympus forks that survived, but I think they managed to evolve mm. and and change their token quite a bit as well. And that was prob probably that's why they are still in the market. <laughs> uh, I think they are probably one of the only ones left on Phantom chain of of those uh, you know original Olympus forks. Yeah, there's probably a lot of those. Um, yeah, there were that a lot of those. That, uh, Most, yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, sorry again. Uh, change the topic again to something else. But yeah, but I thought that this resonate. I mean, it offers quite an interesting um, take on how, what you can do with your own token. I mean, going both ways, either buying it back or also releasing it to to the uh, to, to the community or to the users. And I think it's a, it's actually a tool we are also considering. We're now kind of looking at yeah, the economics and how to kind of you know work on on the emission schedule and whatnot uh, i mean we also take into consideration resonate and how we could incorporate that into the entire kind of uh, you know uh, landscape of, of our token uh, token design so uh yeah definitely if you know you guys are into tokenomics uh, engineering and design i think it's an it's, it's a cool tool to also have at your disposal to kind of propose to projects you know to to use and to kind of offer, you know, more flexibility in terms of like, yeah, for, for like know, yield features, to, how, yeah, exactly, and how to exactly how to, it's essentially a tool to control the the the, the emissions, right, the supply demand curve of your token. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It's it's an interesting one. Maybe you should do a piece on that too. <laughs> so yeah, oh, I'd sorry, like to, I'd, I'd like to shift yeah. the um, discussion a little bit. So I really appreciate your deep insights, Firefly, and your um uh, and the ideas not the ideas but the different projects that you brought in i think what's this the coolest thing about tokens versus shares is that tokens give us this endless innovation whereas shares uh, essentially derive value from regulatory frameworks right because unless there's uh laws and judges enforcing that this share is actually worth a piece of the company it wouldn't work right and so i think tokens are fundamentally different in that i mean although granted we probably do need some regulation but um, I would like to uh, see if we can shift back a little bit more again to the shares versus token 
<clears throat> one guy I invited, and I don't know if he actually has uh, anything he wants to contribute, but I wanted to at least give him a chance, is um, Amalik. Um, and he's the founder of Tokenfolio. So he's working in the space of um, tokenizing shares, I think, if that's right. Um, yep. And I just wanted to see. So because you had reached out to me after um, the Unfold conference, um, I just wanted to see what you make of this, <laughs> of this discussion. Basically, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, there's there's so, so much info here. Uh, there's so many interesting points that that, that that were mentioned. So the main thing we are solving, at least on our end, is like we we think about tokenization shares pretty much all day long, uh, because we are building a platform for tokenized shares. So essentially, we are trying to bring shares on chain and bring all the functionality that we have with tokens and at least open doors to sort of like that innovation here because this entire shared space is like quite old and uh, we, we didn't really see a major innovation in this of course government regulations and legalities are a challenge so things are slow moving but i think we cannot really compare tokens and shares directly because tokens are a lot more advanced uh and let, let, let me let, let me give you an example so when you have shares uh let's say one percent of the company share represent one percent of the rights or ownership of the company which is which is the angle we can compare like the one if you hold one percent of all the bitcoins uh that is kind of an, an analogy you can do but then bitcoin of course is now also being used as a transactional uh vehicle uh and if you think about eth uh then you have a lot more use cases right as uh like for paying gas for a number of things so i think uh so what, what i'm trying to say is that token oh, sorry shares are basically a vehicle uh uh where like with with which you can scale as the company will scale uh, you know on the other hand uh, tokens are that but all tokens are also uh bringing out real world use cases so which is why I believe we can really compare directly uh, PE ratios uh, that the way we do in stocks. Um, this is one, and uh, but again, like it, of course, it can give you some indication here. Uh, secondly, um, the inflation rate and all, right? All these things can be quite different as well in terms of share. For example, let's say a company's a company raises seed round, and then then they are going to raise, let's say, I don't know, uh, uh, Series A. Now, whether they uh, based on the negotiations with the with the parties then the new investors if they ended up diluting 20 percent or 25 percent that can change the inflation of the new shares issued quite highly so it's not a it's not a predefined metric really and of course markets are are down valuation can change so the inflation we have in tokens are you know can be pre, can be can be predefined in, in most cases uh, so I, this is another another pain point that share has because it's very illiquid. It's very archaic of a of, of a of a system, right? So uh, because of its old and illiquid nature, uh, I would say tokens are a lot more advanced, where you can program things, where you can plan things better, where you can predict things, and even actually bring use cases. So what? So uh, those are the like you know. So based on this this kind of discussion we 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 had now. Um, about PE ratios. So those are the some some parallels that we see at least, and what we're going to do on our end is um, at uh, token to token folio, the, the platform we're building is basically tokenizing shares. Now that once we have that, uh, it it will be easy to uh, like you will have that you will have that angle maintained, which is like hey, it's like a governance token really. As 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 Flo mentioned, I think one one of the best ways to compare this is like closest uh to shares are governance tokens because that's basically the same thing like you know they don't have much use case apart from of course like you can vote and all but um it represents the ownership and you will grow with the company as the company will will, will gain value um but yeah so the the main idea is that um apart from that uh what we're trying to do is like just bring this all this uh these things on chain and so slowly and slowly we can bring all these use cases and functionality and sort of take shares from archaic old instrument of gaining wealth to like much more where we can have like real use cases and stuff. So Any... to 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 sorry, to that to that last point, um you reckon that if for example trade uh, stocks were to trade, I guess like on crypto rails, do you think maybe the perception would change as to like how the supply inflates? Um, not really. Like if you can bring a system, which is like a web two based system and the trading is smooth and no problem at all, like to the end user, it doesn't matter if it's based on a blockchain or like, I don't know, normal MySQL table or whatever. Um, 
what 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 problem that we have at least let's see let, let me let me give an give, give an example of secondary shares now let's say you are an employee or an angel investor in a company which is not public public yet so this is actually the uh, another important point we are trying to do this for companies that are not listed yet so be it startups so we would be basically making people uh, making vehicles for people to invest in tech companies uh, be it an early stage startup be it a pre ipo uh, firm um because once it's listed trading and all like a lot more vehicles are there the space is digitalized after that but in in, in the area before let's say secondary sales if you have to sell your secondary shares there are share transfer forms you have to fill and there's usually one to two months of waiting because company can try to uh company has the right of refusal so they can like try to stop that and uh, and then even after that right so for every single um trade you make really in that space the turnaround time could be quite complicated like quite long and of course there are huge fees in that in that process as well so you know imagine all these things are on chain and you i can just send you my tokenized shares in your wallet like takes 2 2 seconds you know so will um make um, it will make the entire space a lot more liquid which is not the case at the moment and you don't think that that will have an effect on i guess like how shares are released into the market and and obviously yeah the the, the supply dynamic to that um shares release in what are you talking about the the fundraising bit when companies issues new share um no so so well yeah sort of i guess uh so whenever like you so currently when let's say a project releases tokens um as flo mentioned earlier on like everybody's very uh wary right of of unlocks or or anything that's released into the market because it affects i guess price right um and again i don't know if that's because of maybe like there's there's more regulation in the traditional uh, like in stocks in the stock space um and maybe a lack of regulation and maybe uh, ease of liquidity in the token space right um and i i just don't know if like that is something that will eventually be ported to stocks too right yeah yeah for, for sure so this is actually very very interesting point that you mentioned so uh think about this in this way like let's say all these blockchains ever launch uh solana polygon polygon or whatever all these um companies face issues that their tokens were or their instrument was trading at a very early stage at the c level but she's not the case in companies so um you're right companies let's are not used to having their token or trading issued at an early stage so that will change their processes a little bit but pretty much entire crypto space went through that and i would say they adapted and like it's a solved problem so we have seen we have like more than enough use cases or sorry examples how companies managed it and of course companies do a number of things like they do amas they do like community updates and stuff it's not legally required of course for companies or protocols to send updates to their communities but like you know that community angle is pretty strong in 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 the in the yeah. space for that reason uh so similar things i i would say if, if a company is launching uh and by the way when a company is having a tokenized share that doesn't mean they have to trade it there are like the companies we are speaking to there are a number of use cases for example they can issue esops now instead of doing paperwork for every single employee it's like you know uh you can you can issue tokens or esops to your community or your uh, or your employees like with code which is a lot more scalable a lot more faster um same goes once once the tokens are issued uh they the employees will have much easier part part to like be able to sell it once they are vested and stuff right so that's 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 one use case and plus also you can have like lending borrowing in the, in the space where you can use this tokenized shares as collateral depending of the company is big enough or not so like you know if the credited risk is there or not uh, in that case if the, let's say company is a billion dollar company private company that's a stripe it's almost like 90 billion um that that those tokenized shares could easily be used uh as a collateral on chain just like Aave does with ETH uh it's a big enough project bigger than most crypto projects out there um so without now selling your shares you have an option to do to have liquidity uh while still you hold your share so i mean uh beyond trading there are a number of things uh you could you could do uh and there are many reasons why why you want it and lastly with secondaries uh it's a lot more easy now you don't have to uh the way at least our our legal legal social structure is working um any number of parties who are holding these token shares they on the company cap table on the paperwork there's only uh one party which is our uh trust 
so internally like now we basically have a vehicle where if you know what this uh, special purpose vehicles and stuff something similar to that uh where now people can just swap tokens at any rate they want without having to like sign paperwork so we basically our, our goal is to, like in that way just to remove this archaic process uh, while keeping the the regulations the same of course we're not trying to change the laws but uh like you know it's like trying so these tokens are like uh you what what usdc is to us dollar these are like that to uh shares so basically digitizing the space i think i went all over the place uh, okay yeah answer your question no it makes sense <laughs> Yeah, we would love, would love to hear if you guys have any thoughts with, um, so we're like, te- technically we are trying to bring tokens and shares closer, um, but yeah, I'm wondering if you have any- So I guess like, Mira used to do something similar, I'm not sure if they're still going, and obviously they were on Terra, weren't they, um, but they obviously did something similar with like their, their M shares, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the same thing really, uh, because the, what what they used to do was like they were, in simple words they used to just uh, re- reflect the uh, or their their token was not backed by an asset. They they were just basically showing whatever. Let's say Apple Apple stock has a price feed from Nasdaq and and stuff. So it was basically a tokenized version or a token was representing that. Uh, so the 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 main difference here is that is this that. Uh, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, Web2 companies are trying to launch their own token. And uh, I think uh, it becomes a little scammy if the company has a cap table and then a company try to launch a token table uh, because incentives are not aligned anymore. Like inve- uh, investors and founders on the wealth, which is in the cap table. And now you launch a token table where you you try to sell or raise money from your community, let's say uh because the real wealth is in the captive right so this is an example of this uh happened in, in india indian company this is a short short video app called chingari they launched uh their gari token <clears throat> and um there is like 40 million dollars in 24 hours uh last year and their token was like later crashed to it was like it's like 95 percent down so out of those 40 million dollars uh most people lost almost all the funds on the other hand, founders didn't lose money, investors didn't lose money. Like the company didn't lose money, but the community did. So it's it's very like like hey, bull market is here. Let's just raise money and just like let's forget about the community. I, I don't think it's it's gonna anyway play very well with the with the with the firm, right? That that community trust is hard, hard to gain after. So what we are trying to do also is like having a, b- a better way, um, giving a better way for non crypto companies now to enter in this space. Uh, because even today, like crypto is still a small niche. Most companies are non-crypto. Most startups that are coming are non-crypto, but that doesn't mean they have to follow these old and archaic instruments. Uh, and just launching on token, just to raise funds and, uh, is, as, as I mentioned, can, can be quite scammy, uh, which made sense back in the day, like in 2018, because regulations were not there. These tokens were in very much gray area. So as a company, if you wanted to have your token, there's not much you, you could, could do back in 2018. But now things are different. Now we have security token regulations. There are exchanges that are specializing in security token trading, and they have licensing done for those. And there are more than one, more than enough uh, jurisdictions where you could do it, like UAE, BVI, Cayman, Bahamas. Um, they it's not in gray area anymore. Actually, most people don't. Uh, it's like very much like things have moved at least in in the last one year. Um, so now when things are not in the gray, if, if a company still launches their utility token which is not aligned with you know like their own company it's as similar as hey i have my main company and i'm raising money through it but then just to scam some people i'm going to just launch a subsidiary and then distribute them the fake shares of the company you know like it's almost it's almost similar to that That's um, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, the the whole thing is, I guess, I don't know, a couple of thoughts that pop into my head, but I'm, they're not in any particular order. Um, we had this whole discussion once about if something backed, like a backed asset, can ever be decentralized. So, I guess when you when we're talking about tokenized uh, shares and tokenized equity, I guess, um, I mean, in that case, I mean, you want to own the asset, right? So there's like no really any point in. <clears throat> in uh kind of insisting on this decentralization thing um which i guess in many cases well 
course i'm not i'm trying not to cross my references right but so having a having something like a bitcoin which is a decentralized asset of course has value because of its decentralization but then when we're talking about equity we want the centralization because otherwise there's no actual enforcement mechanism that what i own is in fact that equity right uh yeah, yeah. um yeah so sorry is there more you wanted to say on this i i don't know so this is just a thought that popped into my head i just wanted to see what echoes back yeah yeah actually i i, I don't believe it uh i mean we will be decentralized in any way here because uh the legally binding um asset or le legally binding thing is actually still that paper which basically mentions that uh, or the capital of the company which is still you know uh the legal instrument will be still that piece of paper which mentions that hey you want x number of shares but now what we're trying to do is like exactly what USDC did with your with your solar like these apps Venmo and stuff right there's there are parties that sort of represent this uh online us dollar you know in their app and then you they can send uh people can send it to to their friends without have to carry change and all that but internally they hold that actual asset uh and they make sure the when Venmo make sure that the uh the dollar that they show on the app is actually backed by an asset so it's something similar to that so we uh i think path to the decentralization will at least not be achieved in the medium to long medium to long term um and i i think it doesn't really make sense here so it, it's it's also because like we, we don't need need that here uh the company uh if a web2 company is trying to launch a token it's a company legally uh legal entity is very centralized of, of a thing but still let's say stripe Still, there are a number of use cases that will be unlocked for Stripe's uh, employees, their founders, their community, and everybody who basically want to um, sort of come in as an investor in the in the uh, in the form beta retail investors beta beta crowd. So they, I think there is no not much to be achieved for fighting for decentralization here. What what we are trying to fight is for are uh, trying to to sort of digitize this space and yeah, eventually slowly let's say bringing uh lending borrowing like DeFi protocols here um you know so bringing more use cases in this um older space i would say removing paperwork removing all this you know uh inefficient and, and slow slow processes yeah and and uh creating liquidity right so this was one interesting case that i thought that you had mentioned was um VCs often own share ownership in all kinds of projects, all kinds of startups, but it's very illiquid. Um, and so tokenizing that might actually unlock liquidity. Could you say a little bit about that? I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, yeah actually. Uh, so they are, they are, I would say there are two sides of the coin that, that, that we have found in the, in the conversations. One, there, there are more people now uh, that who want to invest in tech companies than ever before. Uh, like people want to be angel investors and stuff. Um, that's that's uh and this number is only going up thanks to these shows like shark tank india and stuff but the average investor doesn't have a way to come and invest and paperwork is too much people don't understand safe contracts and all that like legal terminology on the other hand investors of big companies have um early employees founders and investors they all have same problem that hey i own a lot of wealth uh some people i spoke to personally recently i have this conversation every 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 week hey i own two million dollar worth of shares in this company it's a big company great 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 company for sure but but you know you i cannot use it in any way it's like you own an asset but you it's like logged until ipo happens and there's no timeline for it so that there's a lot of pain around that and personally i'm like hey why if it's a real asset if it's like your own wealth why why can't you like there should be ways for you to use it uh, and then people they are trying to come in and people they are trying to liquidate. So there's, there's an obvious bridge um, that we see at least uh, that they can that can be sort of this problem could be solved by tokenizing it. Uh, now it's like it can be as simple as just you know now being able to send um, tokenized share to your friend through their phone number. Uh, it should be as simple as that because your asset and it's your friend. You, can, you should be free, you should be free to do the trade um, if you want to, right? Right. So. It's it, it's like it's also about like bringing more empowerment, uh, like empower empowering more, um, uh, empowering people to use their wealth in a more efficient way. Yeah, I think that's that's a really cool use case that I guess um, 
tokens are unlocking. Um, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Abhishek. I, I kind of wanted to bring it back now and see uh, Flo. I'm sorry that I kind of took took the discussion away from you a little <laughs> no bit. Um, but I thought this was super interesting. I learned a lot. Um, we are like at the top of the hour. I don't know if we want to keep going or if we're close to shutting it down, but either which way. I think it's safe to say that the token versus share discussion is probably one of the most, I mean, maybe most requested, but like there's a lot, like a lot of people very interested in it, understanding the subtle differences and kind of the opportunities on either side. So I think this is awesome. Yeah, I don't think it will be the last article on the topic. So yeah, cool guys. Um, I think we already have some ideas for a second version of this. Uh, we'll see when we can get that done. But thanks for thanks for joining and making this interactive. Thanks, awesome. everyone. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.